You can't let anybody not do it acting the way you want to, you know. You yeah. can't take it personally. Nah, nah. Like, anything I do, like, anybody I paint, I always go into it with a deep level of knowing that this is what influences me. And the only thing I'm looking to get out of it is, you know, I put it out there and it's out there, right? It's, I put all of myself into it. Like if, if someone acknowledges it, that's like, that's like extra. Yeah. You know? exactly. Cause then what, what is the purpose of you doing it for? Right. If you're just doing it for like the clout of whatever, right. Your heart's not in it. Nah, nah, like your heart's not in it if you do it for that reason. And the whole reason I got into it was because, you know, I needed, I needed to find like purpose and it started with myself and never started for any other reason, you know? And so like all the things that I paint today are just things that have influenced me in the past, you know, like music you know, currently movies, you know, I'm into horror movies. So I try to incorporate all of that, you know, cause that's what, like what I grew up on. When did you need to find purpose or when did you find purpose and why did you need to find purpose? So that's an interesting question because I kind of find purpose twice, you know, like, you know, art's always been a thing. Like I, like I took a class when I was 14 by this dude, Bruce, shout out to Bruce. He's got a little purple house over in Marlboro. You know, he sells his panties over there. But he used to teach classes in the early 2000. And I learned all the essential stuff over there pretty much. You know, shadows, shapes, dimensions, you know. Um, how to be, like, authentic, you know, while you're doing it, putting putting emotion into it. So shout out to him. Um, but I figured it out twice, you know. Um, when I was 20, I ended up renting a, a warehouse over in Framingham. You know, at the time, it was like 08. You know, it was like buck twenty a month. And I started there, but, you know, I, I, I didn't really have direction then. Like, I had a lot of influence. Like, there was a lot of sh- shit influencing me, you know, like music. Music's always influenced me throughout all my life. But, uh, you know, I was listening to a lot of, like, Little Brother, you know, Ninth Wonder Production. You know DJ Premier, and you know I was hip to Hebrew Brentley then, you know, and following all that stuff. You know, Dawes Green is a huge influence on me, like huge implant packed. You know, I was buying Echo gear with his art on it <laughs> back in like '99. You know, so all that, all that's shaped me into now. And but you got the warehouse just. Just to do it, like you had the- just to do it because you know I was I was living with my parents at the time, and you know I didn't want to make a mess. You know, it was an apartment, so and I was actually living with my parents, but then I moved in with my girl, and there was really no space. And then she got pregnant with my son, my first son, and I kind of shift shifted gears. I was just like kind of making excuses, like I. Unfortunately, I shut that door for like almost a decade. You know what I mean? I was like, damn, I'm having a kid now. Like there was no one really around me to be like, yo, you can pursue your goal. Like there's a smart way to do it. But I was just like, had it in my mind. Like I can't, 
yeah, I can't play with crayons anymore. It's time to go <laughs> get a job, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and raise my son. So I got into that, you know, I got deep into sales for a while and, um, kind of like, I, did you believe that yourself not to cut you off, but did uh, you like, you really thought there was no way or was in the back of your head? You were like, but one day I will go back. I think in my head, I was just like, I got to get my stability straight and maybe I'll revisit this. Right. But for, for whatever reason, there was also like a mental clock in my head, you know, like for whatever reason, I, you know, I always like put a timeline on shit and like put like, you know, like looking back on it, I didn't need to really stress out as much. Right. Like I just needed to like stay the course, but it wasn't until I was like, went into work one day and you know i'm an account manager at a at a tech company right now but i was just at work one day and i'm like okay like you know i'm pretty stable like i may i'm making enough money like everyone's good like is this it (laughs) you know like it just felt like you know it's not to knock people that go to work like i go to work every day still i have two jobs you know i grind it out but for me it felt like damn, I'm putting, like, uh, I'm, I'm wasting my talent. Like, there's got to be room for it, so. How long ago was that? Uh, it was it was around when I was, like, 30. You know, I, I turned 30. I had uh, my second kid already, and I had already, and I had been, like, sketching in my sketchbook for a little while, you know, here and there, but just doing, like, abstract shit, like, with, like, words and stuff, like, nothing like it is now, like, kind of more avant-garde shit you know but not not really just trying to like stay sharp like drawing like trees and like birds and like making sure i know my shadows and shit um why but it it wasn't what's up why were you trying to stay sharp just because i like it's just for the love of it dude like i've always loved it like i've always loved art like i've always been deep i've always been in a a wild consumer wild consumer like if you were to look at me in 03 i was listening to planet asia i had my fucking osiris m3s on skating drawing in my sketchbook doing graffiti listening to deftones doing all that like my life is just colorful traveling going to brazil my parents grinded it out hard and they would bless me with summer vacations, you know, and a lot of it, it was just like suburb kids, you know, but it, it, it made me more well-rounded. Like I got a different view on life. Like I saw kids that would just were so humble. They were doing like 360 backflips off of like five foot ledges and they were like 12, you know? Yeah. So you see that and you like, I, you know, I gotta, you know, I like this shit. Like, I love this shit. You know, everything, skateboarding, music. And I've always just been well-rounded. And that's always shaped me to want to stay sharp in my craft because I always appreciated craft. Mm-hmm. Music more than anything, you know. Like, in the 90s, I had a cousin who lived with us and he had a a shelf and it was just all CDs and cassette tapes. And every day I would just listen to a new CD, you know, Guns N' Roses, Nirvana, <laughs> Bone Thugs, you know, yeah. Fuji's. 
and all that shit just shaped me, you know, artistically. And so I think when I turned 30, I was just like, damn, I'm ignoring this whole other side, right? I just, so many things were inspiring me and I'm like, damn, I gotta, I just was at work one day and I was like, all right, I got this shit down. Like I can do this shit anywhere. Like I'm grateful for the job and everything. But I have this skill now. Like, and then I just, I think about my legacy too, because I got three sons. And when I got into it, I knew I was getting into it because at the, you know, at the core of it all, I wanted to leave a good legacy. Like you can do your shit, you know, like you can do what you love. You can make time for that if you really love it you'll make time for it (laughs) i think that's a big thing that inspired me to chase because i like to look at like why am i the way i am my dad's a drummer and even with jobs even with like going through a divorce like going even with everything he stayed doing stayed playing drums and he still does it to this day he probably has a gig like today or tomorrow Right, You know, like he stayed with it. And I think that was the thing that even in the beginning, even it's just like, you just can't ever give up and you kind of make it right. Right. Like you make it if you don't give up it to the degree you make it is up to you. But if you don't give up, you're doing it. Right. And that's the whole reason for starting is to say you do it. Right. And I think, I agree. I agree, dude. And I think a lot of it too, what I was seeing at the time was like, I started putting pieces together. Like as technology got more like, you know, I got more hip to Instagram and seeing guys that were doing things older, right. They're still doing their stuff. And it's like, there's no, cause you know, you grow up like in your, like when you're in your twenties, I don't know if it's for everybody, but you think like you have to achieve some, you have to be at some sort of level, right? When you're a 30 or you're a bum and it's like, it's like, you're not a bum as long as you're pursuing your dream. Right. And you're, and you're putting your all into it. Like, and that's how I viewed it. And once I had that unlock, like, like, bro, there's no timeline on it. Like if you love this shit, it's greater than time. Right. Yeah. Because every time I put a piece out there, it's timeless. Right. It's a, it's out there in the world. Right. There's a di- digital image. And that shit will live. If someone really cares about it, it'll live past me. But am I gonna, you know, I used to sweat a lot about like, damn, I'm not, I'm not producing enough, but it's like, you know, I don't go on anybody else's time. I go on my time, you know? Yeah. And I think anyone that's great does that. Like, right. Like you got to put in the work, but you got to know why you're doing it. And you got to know, like, because if you do that, it'll surpass any sort of scene or, or, or time or, right, it'll just live on. If you really put your heart into it, that's what I believe because, you know, good art gets recognized, you know, and it's subjective too. Like, you can fall in love with something and someone else cannot be in love with it at all. But for me, I have to put it out, right, whether it takes two weeks two months i'm gonna work on it and i'm gonna complete it and put it out all right i might like it 60 percent, 70 percent, but i'm always gonna put 100 percent into it you know yeah i think about 
and I've said this on the podcast before, but I think about, all right, Conway's debut major album release, God Don't Make Mistakes, album party I was at, and it was also his 40th birthday party. Wow, dude. Like that's crazy. If that's not inspiring as hell, like is if that's not if that's not how I think about it, it's like he's four. He was forty, and he had like it doesn't matter if you're no. just. Do, it doesn't matter that it's that I'm. It doesn't. It doesn't matter other than the time you put into it. I've been thinking about this a lot. Like yeah. someone could live sixty. And not live half the life of someone who was like 28, you know? Right, right. Like, I meet people who have never left their area, have never, not even if you can't leave your area, but haven't explored their own mind. That's wild. That's wild. Right? Like, people who just are. Yeah. That's that. uh, What did you say? What was that term you said? Um, Excessive consumer? Yeah, dude. It's yeah. like, I just want, I get mad that I can't read every book and see every movie yeah. and listen to every album. I get mad that I can't go to every concert. I get mad, like, because yeah. I just want to experience life to the fullest. Right. Right. I think a lot of it for me was, you know, there, there's a saying out there, you know, a lot of these life coach guys like to throw it around. And I think it, it holds some weight, but you are who you're around, right? Like you become who you're around. And I think growing up for me, it was just, it was very well versed. You know, I was in my hometown with, you know, the guy, you know, we were all into like hardcore, you know, growing up listening to Glassjaw, you know, those guys had a huge impact on me and the guys that the, the, the three other guys I was around, um, you know, when we started our band at 16, that's, that influenced us. And we were, we were in, I was into all that at the time, Thursday, I, I saw Thursday live in 03, <laughs> you know, in Springfield. Um, I was in a band when I was 16, driving up to Springfield, watching shows. So my life's been colorful from the jump. Like it's just been very dynamic. And then on, then on the flip side, you know, I'd be, I'd go and hang out with my cousin up in Framingham. You know, they'd be bumping like Dipset. You know, yeah. rocking the long, the stand tall tees, and I was the dude with long hair and gauges. You know, oh really? You had gauges? <laughs> yeah, man, I had gauges. You know, I had <laughs> long hair. Um, you know, I've been through a lot of different phases. You know, but I just been inspired. But it's you. I've always been so open-minded musically and from like an art standpoint like i've always been open to it like at the same point i was into all that like so you uh, really did feel like you had to like shut it down yeah at that point when you were like you know what i have to hang it up it was weird it was it, it, it was like i i did feel that way because it was a weird time like you know it, it, it was uh it was a weird time. Like it was kind of like a recession time. And I just felt like a lot of responsibility, like having to take care of my son. So I shifted gears for a little bit. Like that's the wild part. I did shut that door for a minute, you know, and it wasn't, you know, I know you referenced the alchemist book a lot, but like I had my omens, you know, and a lot of my omens like came in little ways. You know, I was living in an apartment that uh didn't really have room for that like for me to like do the art shit and like you know really like 
do it confidently. And so, you know, that was always an excuse, you know? Yeah. But then I moved to this spot and there's a little nook over there. I got like an office space. That was like an omen. I'm like, the guy came in and showed me the apartment. When I saw that corner, I'm like, that's going to be my lab, you know? Can I show the, uh, the painting you had gifted me? Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. Appreciate you. It's incredible. And thank you. This is the first thing that my, uh, literally the, like the only painting I saw when I walked in there, of course, then <laughs> I looked up and I saw the ones I knew, but it was that the nook, it was, it, I guess that it's the omen, like the, yeah, yeah, because the it creative was, omen and that's coming with the art that you're creating. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've always been an opportunist, opportunistic person, you know, and I saw it as like a opportunity to be like, all right, like I'm going to do all the shit I have to do and some like, and I'm going to find, and it took me a while to get in the groove of it. I mean, I have two jobs, you know, I have kids, I have three kids, a wife, you know, and, um, it's a balance, you know? Yeah. You know, I think, uh, who was, it was like Tinker Hatfield, the dude who, who designs the Jordans. He said it best, like on the abstract, uh, I don't know if it's still on Netflix, but he said it best. He was just like, you gotta, you gotta experience life to come back and, and, and do the art. And so like, you know, I'm more about absorbing life experiences. Like my kids inspire me, like my family inspires me to like experiences with them, like living life, like going camping, going to the beach, you know, outdoors, all that stuff inspires me to then go back and and do the stuff that i that i like you know and, and listening to the music and and taking the time to watch the movies with the wife like i think a lot of times people try to say that shit's like procrastination it's like not nah, you need to consume shit to create shit yeah i um judd apatow in some interview said that he needs to like fill the trash can up to empty it yeah. It's like he has to like live life enough to fill the trash can up to need to empty it with right. like create. And then it's like, all right, now I live enough to get it. And then I create. Right. Right. Like that makes perfect sense to me. Like, you know, because you gotta, you can't, it's like driving a car in an empty tank. Like it's not going to work, you know? And, 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 you know, that's what, that's what kind of fuels me. Like, all right, like, you know, I did, I had some fun times, like, this is what I took from it, like, I might be inspired, you know, I get inspired by the sky a lot, you know, because it represents a lot, right, it, it for me, it always grounds me, like, you know, like, life is, is special, and the shit is, like, amazing, and, like, and so, like, you see that a lot in my art, like, you know, we, we tend to limit ourselves in our head, but, like, when you look up, that's a reminder that, like, you know, you can't necessarily box yourself in. You can't be too boxed in. Like, the shit's vast. Like, possibilities are, are like, if you, if you really, like, put your mind to it, like, put your mind to something, like, you'll get it done. Yeah. You know, for sure. Where did the, um, the, the Mr. Ribbons idea come from? Yeah, yeah, dude, that, it, it's a lot, it, it came in a lot of ways, like, it's, it was, a, it, it was a concept that I put a lot, a lot of time into, 
and it was just basically like the ribbons is almost like a reflection of like an energy like like a cultivation of an energy that like i had to cultivate for myself like and that was just like you know when you see the when you see those ribbons come through that's like basically like that breakthrough energy like like you, you know you realize that like you don't need to box yourself in and like you know shit you know isn't there's a flip side to you know fear like the fear of like doing certain things and like a lot of times we tend to restrict restrict ourselves and box ourselves in but once you do it there's a lot to be learned from doing it you know what i'm saying and like like I, i've had a lot of life experiences like i've done a lot of different jobs and a lot of around a lot of different people and you learn things like you learn to not be like have a lot of fear like I, I've I've taken a lot of risks to like you know understand life and like once you realize like you can really you really are in control of shit like it's game over and that's really what that is like when the ribbons come out it's like it's like it's representing like you know what I'm saying like you're you're overcoming your fear pretty much you know and on the flip side of that is like endless possibility you might see skies you might see you know, you might yeah. see like dark skies or whatever, stars. Was there a moment that that came to your head? It was through a lot of pondering and like revisiting like the whole purpose of it and like the whole meaning of it. And, you know, after I, I revisited it, I realized like it'll resonate with me forever. So I'm going to, I'm going to pursue this. I'm going to be pursue mr ribbons because it represents something that can always resonate with somebody at some point in their life you know yeah do you remember the first one you did or i think the first one i did was the one i gave you really yeah yeah actually no 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 like the first one i did um was this one of a woman's like it's like kind of like black and white but like in the like in like when her face comes out like it's like a blue sky like like that was the first one you know and uh after i did that one i was like i'm just gonna run with this you know but then i also had an epiphany too and i was just like i can i can i can take this in different ways like i don't have to just um box myself into that so like i i i kind of create that identity through a lot through color too like i might not do ribbons like i might do a drawing that's like doesn't have any ribbons at all because a lot of times like the col the colors that i see and like the colors that i put into it and the way i draw it and the way i put it out like i feel like that is enough like that should be enough to be like i know who from that came from and like I want to have that ability too, you know, because I see a lot of artists out there that they run with an idea for so long that who knows if they want to, you know, I want to be able to be flexible and people. Mm. Bernard talked about that with the Simpsons characters. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, I might, I might, I might paint a, an artist like a, an underground rap artist one time, but I might turn around and paint Liv Taylor with a knife in her hand. Like, 
it's whatever inspires me you know <laughs> do you know where your ideas come from it's like i'm constantly thinking about ideas and the ones that i hang on to that linger in my head are the ones that come out but i constantly have ideas like music inspires me movies you know yeah, yeah there's certain art out there that's game changer you know and that that kind of influences me like if it's really impacts me then i'll put it out there what impacts you what about a certain thing inspires you to create music a lot of it life experience and just like but what about like a certain piece of music like why did you paint sd knack aldovino I painted SD Knack and out the Vino because it was like I was on like once I once they came across my ears I was hooked on I, I proceeded to go on like a two year bender almost like listening to them every other day and it was just like I think the overall freedom and like just avant gardeness of it and like Ron it like it just it was it influenced me like the, in the same way that that Planet Asia inspired me back in '03 with Definition of Ill, Definition of Ill. I was like I was bumping that shit, <laughs> downloading that shit from LimeWire, you know. And I was listening to fucking you know Above the Clouds, right by uh, by Gangstar Premiere, and I like I get that same energy from them now. So like I just gravitated toward that. Like even the newer song that he has with. Um, DJ Shadow, that shit reminds me of like some like above the clouds type shit, you know, like that yeah. kind of vibe, like so natural, so introspective, like that shit inspires me deeply, <laughs> you know. It is, it's hard, and I, I don't mean to put you in the hot seat with that, but it is like an un- indescribable energy that makes you like certain things. I would say so. Like it's like... Like energy, I, like energy. I can comp- I can compare it, but it's not. It's gonna have a different resonance with with different people. Like like when I say it, it reminds me about the cloud. Like that's just my view on it, right? Like, but like it could inspire you in a different way. You know, for me, it's just how free they are with with it. Like it's just it's unique in its own, right? Anything that's unique in its own that sticks out right inspires me and it just i just feel like people are putting their best foot forward when they do something like that when they take those kind of risks and it can be even broader than that because listen to how you describe the sky like your inspiration of the sky is way more than i get inspired by the sky right and how you describe but that's not some work of art that someone created you know like yeah that's not some song it's just we have these certain affinities that might be from things from our childhood, probably. Yeah. But it's the indescribable energy. I agree. I agree. Like, there's things that can't be... There's things that affect me in certain ways that, like, you're right. It, you really can't put a finger on it, but you just gravitate towards that. And, like, I've always been, like, with that, with music, with anything, with art, like... You know, like I, I gravitate and 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 really like get into certain things at a certain time. Like, I, I mean, 
you know, there's certain art that's stuck with me, like, ever since I was a kid, and it's it's just because, like, they, they put that indescribable energy out there, you know? What about ne- neon? What about the colors you use? The colors I use is more, like, a lot of, like, a lot of, like, what I, you know, stuff that I, that I seen, like, coming up, but it's mostly just how I see it in my head, like, those colors you know it's not so much like neon like it started off with like green and yellow you know and like i've always gravitated towards the color green you know what i mean like i can't tell you why right like there's no like real special like i was a big ninja turtle head still am as a kid but yeah you have a huge ninja turtle (laughs) collect i love he has all his artwork and then a wall of Ninja Turtles and the Alchemist right in the middle. <laughs> yeah, of it. yeah, like my whole my whole childhood wrapped in one, right? And um, and that's just it. Like what you see is just what has influenced me and what still influences me today. And I don't try to put any limitations on it. Like you know, like I do when I don't, right? Like I'm trying to hone a a certain brand and a certain idea that holds true to me. And I feel like holds true to other people, like, you know, and then on the flip side, I'm trying to do whatever I like to do, you know, and I might put it out a certain way, you know, certain colors, right? The neon, you know, the neon eyes really has purpose, like, because in certain ways I look people, I look at people like in a godly way, like the way they do things, like how they move, like it's kind of, it's kind of like superhuman (laughs) you know like the amount of work that currency does like i painted a picture of currency you know i just that idea just came in my head and i literally just had to lay it down right and that's why i paint painted estinac and al divino that way because you know when they're putting that that level of skill in there it is kind of like a godly thing like and that and that's you know so that's kind of like where that idea came from like paint it how i see it you know like super like when you see a superhero get fired up like their light their eyes light up kind of like that do you think you see the world differently i think i think i see it in my own way i think everyone has their own version of it right i just have mine like i embrace as a visual artist though as a Cause I don't see the world like that. That's why I'm so enamored by art is cause like my brain literally can't wrap my head. Like I can't wrap my head around how you could do that or how anyone could create art. Yeah. Like cause my, my brain just works in why, 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 why? So like this whole time, every podcast, I just sit here and my brain's just thinking a question yeah. that I have to tune in just so I don't go off on some crazy tangent. Well, I think, I think when you love something like create, like when you really love something and you make a decision, like, all right, like I love this shit so much. I have to pursue it one way or another. I mean, I have every reason not to do this shit, <laughs> you know what I mean? But I do it because I didn't want to ignore it anymore. Like I couldn't ignore my omens anymore. Like I couldn't ignore my subconscious. And if you love something so much, it you start to, you take the steps to learn, 
right? Like I'm still learning. Like I'm not, I'm not nowhere near where I want to be. I feel like I'm just starting. Like I just started to figure out a lot of shit and it was through taking the time to learn, right? Like going on YouTube, learning how to uh, make acrylic look a certain way. Like, you know, can I use colored pencil on this shit? Can I, you know, how do I make it? Like all these different things, right? That people need, like put in, putting in the 10,000 hours. Like I'm still nowhere clear, nowhere close to 10,000 hours, but I'm going to do it the best way I can. You know, do you enjoy your own art? I do. I do. I enjoy it because I strive, like I put like it afterwards looking at it. Yeah. For the most part, I do. Like, um, I do because if I don't like it, I, I just don't like to look at it. Right. So if I can look at it and every time I look at it, I'm content. Like, all right, I did my thing right there. Then I'm good and I'll put it out. But there's things where like halfway into it, I just get frustrated and I just like throw paint on that shit. And I'm like, or I'll just like literally like carve a hole in it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Just to get that energy out, like, all right, like, the shit is, like, start start over. Like, like get it together a little bit, you know? Because I, like, I can't, it's so hard for me to listen to my podcast. Yeah. Like, to listen to how I talk is so, like, nerve-wracking. But this is my art, you know, in some weird way. But it's, like, I'm not content with it. But that also keeps striving to push me forward, like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would say, I would say it is your art. I would say it is your art. And I would say, I say there's a difference between contentness and like, like when I'm good with my art, like that doesn't mean I'm content. Like, like I said, like in the same way you can't stand to look at yourself, but you, you continue to work and, and, and do your podcast. Like I see you grinding out there. It's cause there's something driving you, right? There's something driving all of us. And so you know, for me, like, you know, I just, I just keep it moving. And like, if I, if I, like I said, if I don't like it, I start over. And for me, it's just like getting it down and putting it out there. And I think that's really the fulfillment and the ideas, they never stop. Like I can't even keep track of all the ideas that I, that I want to put out there. But the important thing to remember for me is like, you got to just look at it short term and long term, like short term, you got to keep doing this shit, like put in the time, put in the work, but long term, like, like for the most part, like there's time, like some of the greats, like at least in my world, like some of the greats are still killing it. Like their legacy is crazy. Right. And they're like 60 still doing it. Like if you love the art, like you'll do it until you, you can't anymore. That's just my, that's just my theory. You're talking about, again, it's the, the, like, where do you think drive comes from? I think it's from, like, self-awareness and, like, paying attention to yourself, like, being in tune with, I think it comes with a, a, a deep self-awareness, like, 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 a lot of times people, you know, there's always that big question mark, like, what is your purpose, like? at least for me it was, you know, and, uh, you know, and my, and it's not that I needed to have some sort of purpose, but it was just like, it's like, if you, if you have a certain energy, you need to get out. 
it's going to get out one way or another. Like your brain's going to try to figure it out. Like, and for me, it's like, if I don't do art, like it becomes a mental, like once you turn that switch on, you can't turn it off. Right. You got to feed the beast one way or another. Yeah. Right. If I really need to do, I might get up at 4am and paint, you know, or I might, or I might stay up late and paint, you know, or I might paint like whenever I, you know, whenever I can, but, if you it, like, like I said, it comes back to just that, right? It, 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 you can't, you can't, it's an energy you can't stop. Like, at least in my, in my yeah. view on it, like once you understand it, once you, you're in tune with yourself, you got to pursue that, you know? What was your purpose? Like when you were younger, what did you think it was? <laughs> I, I think in my, in my mind, I always knew that like, I mean, I, I, I was, I was interested in art at an early time. Like a lot of the artists I got into was through like books. Like I got a bit, I got like the art graffiti book and that was like the first example of like people that were doing art as like, all right, people are like pursuing what they love, right? Like that's giving them purpose, right? I was seeing like Fritura and Dawes Green you know it's funny you say all these names and i i, I get the purpose. i don't know them but it's yeah yeah i mean look up Dodds green he's a legend right there's pictures of him breakdancing in front of andy warhol and this is all graffiti you said i mean Dodds green is beyond that you're right? like just yeah. like fritura i feel like is beyond the graffiti but i i got hip to all of them through through the graffiti the, the art graffiti books you know like you know because i was a kid i was you know i, I would half read books but if it really intrigued me, I would get a book. And that was one of the one major book that I kept for a while and studied was like the literally the art graffiti book. That's what it was called. Davino was talking about graffiti. And that's a lot of people, a lot of people. That's a huge early inspiration for them. Yeah. And before, I don't think I got it, but I think I'm starting to understand it. But what about graffiti? Like, yeah, I mean, graffiti for me i think was just always there like i i didn't come from it like you know i came from like the suburbs like but like you know you go to framingham right and you go and you and and you see like those like um you know see graffiti you know in the certain spots i don't know if they're still there but that was inspiring you know and I hung out with this kid when I was younger, like when I was 14, like he did a lot of graffiti. He was like from Brazil. His name was Daniel and he was just really into graffiti. So like that kind of influenced me. But I think. Is it because it's art in the places that it's not supposed to be? Is that the. I think for me, it went, it was like attached to a certain culture that I was into already, which is the hip hop culture. Yeah. And the skate culture. And like, it was like a part of that culture. So it like inspired me more to be into it you know what i mean like like i was i was always into art as a kid you know like early like early on but as i got older i started to see like pockets of art that would inspire me like graffiti you know like like seeing it in skate videos you know um seeing it in clothes like i remember i had the the i remember i got hit to dawes and then i saw his art on an echo shirt and i was like oh shit i, I started connecting the dots you know and i started like like getting acclimated to like all these different artists and you know and then you really then you start to understand what the art world is and everything like that and 
And so, like, you know, eventually you try to, like, adhere yourself to that. Like, you know, I had a I had a deep understanding of it, like, early on. Like, by the time I was 20, like I said, I had a art studio. I was I was there for, like, a good year trying to figure things out, playing around. Like, I didn't have a direction, really. But I was inspired by, like, you know, Basquiat, of course, you know, but different people, Dawes. And trying to understand how I would put my own spin on that. You know, and then like, and so that's always kind of stuck with me. And then, like I said, I it went dormant for a little bit, and then I was like, all right, I gotta, I gotta like really give this a second shot. Like, it, it, it went hand in hand with the concept that shaped my concept today. You know, and it'll forever change me because had I never had that breakthrough, a second breakthrough moment. I might still just be doing my job, like not doing any of this shit. Yeah. You know? Do you remember like, okay, you had that thought, but what was the omen that changed? Did you have an omen, like something that showed you the light? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I said, I had like the first omen I had was just like, I remember just being like, just so inspired that I was like, I got it. I got to do something. You know, like I gotta paint. Like I just have to paint, right? I just remember just having that urge, like that, like I had to paint. Cause I just think any with anything, like you know, either you consume something and it inspires you, or it doesn't, right? Or you just appreciate it and move on. <laughs> I was always the guy that would consume something and say, like, all right, how can I like put my feel on that? Like I've like I've always tried to consider myself in that artistic expression i would go to comedy shows when i was younger and afterwards it's so funny i didn't know what the i didn't know the feeling of inspiration like i would go to comedy shows like 16 and i'd love it so much that my head would hurt like my whole body would be in pain because I was so inspired, but I didn't know how to, like, Ugh. I was too dumb to realize I could go and do it. But I, I have vivid memories of literally, like, leaving comedy clubs with, like, my head itching. Wow, Being dude. like, That's what incredible. the fuck? Like, I just, I didn't know. Like, I didn't know what inspiration was. I didn't know that I could put it out. That's crazy, though. That's crazy, like. But that's cool that it, like it inspired you that much, you know. It did. I. Yeah, yeah. If it doesn't, is it the right thing? Yeah, dude. I remember the first time I saw like the Basquiat movie, like the one where forget the actor's name, right? Like, but I remember just you know understanding like his grind and his life, like alone. That shit was inspiring. You know, it's ba- like it's basically proof that like you can like you can have something out of nothing. Yeah. Like as long like and he was doing it right f- for him. Like like that's why it didn't matter, right? He was putting it on cardboards and whatever, you know. But yeah, man. I mean, I know. think that's what this whole podcast is about. Is I don't really care about like interview questions yeah you know i I don't prepare anything i don't i just want to know who the person is and like what their story is in a way that's 
maybe other people can listen and be like, well, I have that same energy. So if I have that same energy, then I can use it the same way and feel inspired. Yeah. Like you can listen to your, someone can listen to this episode and be like, well, I, that's how inspired I am about art. Or you can listen to a rap episode and feel that. Yeah. Or you can listen to a podcast, ep- a, a producer episode or like anything like, yeah. Rap, I mean, uh, horror. Like, I had the director of the newest Texas Chainsaw Massacre on, <laughs> which I dope. loved. Al DeVito sh- shit on it. Oh my Did God. you see that yeah, part? Yeah, that yeah. was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. But I loved it. I, I thought it to- was. I thought it was over the top, right? But I, I, I like the creative risks that people take, you know, with certain movies. And so, like, you like horror? Oh my God, dude! I'm a big horror head. You like big. gore? I, you know, I like I like more like spooky shit. Like I don't okay. know, like like I don't know. I'm a big strangers guy. Like the original one. Like oh, that was really good. Liv Taylor. Like I feel like that's a classic in my mind. I don't know, but other people, I think it was like that. It was mixed review, but for me, nah, like, I love that one. That shit was always crazy. And then recently, you know, I know I know uh, Nicholas Cage goes crazy, but he did Mandy for me is like a classic, like visually. And just I don't know if you've seen. I haven't that seen that one yet. I'll, I'll watch it tonight. I'm not Mandy. Yeah, I'll watch it tonight. Yeah. See, I yeah, I, this might be ignorant on my part, but seeing your artwork, I assumed you liked gore. I, do, I don't know I do. why, because the ribbons aren't gory, right. but like I do, I do. I admittedly, I do. Right in a in a weird way, but you know, in the way that. Yeah, right, like I like all the Devil's Rejects movies. Did of you course. see Terrifier? Yeah, I love all the Terrifiers. <laughs> see, yeah. all right, the Terrifier Two was amazing. My girl, my girl couldn't sit through it, but I, you know, it was I'm like a getting cakewalk fucking. For me. I'm getting. Um, yeah, dude, that's what really. You know what inspires me more than anything are the fucking like when you're scrolling through uh, like Netflix or like you the. the the shit on the TV, like the mm-hmm. the drawings the guys do for the covers, like oh, the Terrifier yeah. covers, like that shit alone is like that's like a that's like a unappreciated art, like you know. And when you see that, like, um, but I, like, and then and then watching the movies alone, like I, I'm into all that, you know. But uh, yeah, horror. I, lo- I love. I love like animated movies. Uh, Akira. I'm a big. I'm a big fan of Akira for sure. I just watched this. It was a Christmas one, but it wanted some academy. It was called Klaus. Klaus? Yeah, it was okay. like the origin story of Santa Claus or whatever. But it was actually really well done, and the art on it was... It actually... I watched that, and I've gone, and I've been watching a ton of animated movies just because of that one. Dude, animated movies are, are wild. But like, you're also a parent, so I feel like yeah. you have a different relationship to animated yeah. movies than I I'd do. I'd say probably the all-time classic, and I could be like I could be wrong, but like the heavy metal, the heavy metal movies. I don't know if you've seen those. No. Oh my god, dude! Oh my god, go back and watch heavy metal and then watch like the second one like the anime all right some wild stuff like i was watching wild shit when i was nine years old in the oh oh i actually might know what you're talking about i had a tv in my room when i was a kid (laughs) yeah and i used to wake up at like 4 a.m 
before school and put on like adult swim when they had those like yeah. crazy sh- animations yeah, like, and that definitely affected me yeah and then i like watch that from four to five and then go to sleep until six yeah dude yeah. just watching like a devil woman with like tits and shit yeah, like, what the fuck <laughs> is going on bro yeah. how is like, this on tv i'm watching a devil. i'm in the living room with my with my friend we're watching a woman with devil tits right? <laughs> like what is this right <laughs> like crazy weird shit man like i gotta i gotta go back and revisit those heavy metal uh anime movies but yeah man like i gotta get back into anime like akira always stood out to me like i just uh, watched that for the first time like maybe two years ago yeah i always loved that shit like that shit's always crazy but I don't know, man. I always, you know, for me, it it always changes. Like, you know, I'm kind of obsessive in certain ways with things. It might be music for a while, and then for a while, it might change and be like movies. It could be anything. Like, if it's really good, and like you said, it has that indescribable energy. You know that shit. I, I like. I, I'm. I I pick up on that. And what are you obsessed with right now? A lot, man. I'm obsessed with a lot. Like. I'm obsessed with like the New York rap scene right now. I'm obsessed with like all of it, right? Like, um, you know, like just everything, man. Like a lot of it is is stuff I've always been obsessed with. Like I still, I still tap into, you know, all my, uh, my top artists that I looked up to still look up to. I always, check them and they always inspire me for different reasons like you know like if i if i paint you it's because you had a huge impact on me you know mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and so it, it, like and so that's that's really it like you know and like with movies too like i plan on trying to put more of that into it you know and you know it, like i said it's a, it's a lot of different ideas but it's just you know having it trying to control that beast you know because it can get overwhelming like getting frustrated not being able to like put all those ideas out you know i think that might be an issue for a lot of a lot of artists i don't know you know but for me it's you know it's a lot of different things that inspire me in the end you know and then you know like i make like the way i make art is similar to how someone would make music like they take different ingredients from from certain albums and and sounds and everything and put it together but you know in the end like it creates something that is beyond what those ingredients were you know yeah do you mean like you can't you a lot of artists it it takes so long to paint something that you want to have so many ideas that it's hard to yeah like your brain moves faster than your hand pretty much i mean at least for me you know because i always um try to maintain a certain level like you know uh, like i always try to push myself like there's a certain level of like competitiveness into it too like you know i want i always want like if the if you're not looking at my picture more than like if you see it and you don't scroll back to see it like then you know i gotta like you know for me i gotta like really step it up you know and and that's i keep the, going back to your page so that's <laughs> funny you say that i i appreciate that man and like you know that's how i feel about certain art or certain music like that i might be stuck on a song for like three weeks if it's really that good i might play that shit out 
and I never gets old for me because if it's great, it's great, you know. And then, and the same goes for art. Like if I really love that, I'll I'll stare at that shit for like ten minutes, you know. Do you have an artist you're most inspired by right now? It's it's tough to say. It's tough to say. Or do you have someone you are inspired by of all time the most? All time, all time. Um. You know, I would say all time is probably Dawes Green. Dawes Green has um, always been an inspiration for me. I, like I said, I picked him up one day in a graffiti book, and I, I've learned more about Dawes throughout the years more than ever because he just puts little ingredients out there. But the dude was, like, part of, like, the breakdancing movement, you know, late 70s, early 80s. He was, you know break dancing for andy warhol like run around for tura like all this crazy shit like did a lot of stuff in brazil and you know has has had a crazy influence on me like you know i always looked up to him but i look up to a lot of people too like a lot of other people too like you know there's a lot of them out there a lot of legends out there you know is that why you went to brazil as a kid uh well it's my family you know my family's like part of that, like they're Brazilian, so um it's like my heritage, you know, they came here. Yeah. In the eighties. But um But for inspiration, like artistic inspiration, that's where you drew it from. Yeah, I drew like like there's a lot of different ways like I drew it from. Like there was like a like a Brazilian art uh, artist, like rap artist, like his album was done by Doe's and that was like stood out to me, you know yeah um and then i like you know you start putting the pieces together like oh dude that's the dude that did the uh, you know art on that album and then like he just had that much more respect for him like he he was connecting with people in other countries like in the in the 90s you know what i'm saying yeah no hold on i'm just gonna shut that door oh yeah no problem Damn, we've been talking for almost an hour already. I know, I know. Time flies when you're having fun, man. But, you know, I appreciate, you know, you coming out here, showing love. Of course, man. It's cool being from Massachusetts. Yeah, Because, like, it gets, even though there's a lot of stuff here, it gets overlooked a lot. Or I feel like if you're in Massachusetts, and maybe this is anywhere that's not a major city, you feel like, how can I be a part of it? being from somewhere else but you can when you just do it as we've said this whole right you know? right right and, and a lot of this area is like inspired me like you know massachusetts has had a, a a big impact you know like a lot of my life here a lot of different experiences here you know like you know going to worcester early on you know hitting up the palladium going to a lot of shows craziest night at the palladium Dude, there's been a lot. Like, I, I was a show, I was a show rat back in the day. You know, I seen them all. Like, I was, you know, I see, I seen a lot of different bands over at the Palladium. You know, the craziest one was probably that I always gravitate to was I saw Thrice and Coheed and Cambria. Uh, I want to say in '05, and that show was crazy, right? And uh, you know, those those bands are. Yeah, I still listen to those bands. You know, I don't listen to them that much now, but like I grew up on a lot of that music early on as a kid, while listening to hip hop too. Like, like I said, always been into like 
the diversity of it but yeah i went to a lot of shows you know like i was in a band when i was younger so i was you know doing running around doing shows and you know i've always had love for for this area like with the art scene the music scene so the first time i ever saw titties was at the palladium at a Tech Nine concert, oh, <laughs> you know, like I saw them on the internet before, but the first time I saw titties wow. in real life, a girl, like three people over, flashed Tech Nine and threw wow. her bra on stage, and I saw titties for the first time, That's and I'll never wild. forget that the Palladium. That's I'll wild. never forget that. <laughs> Dude, my my boy, I went to school with in high school was probably there. My boy Sean, he was a big like um. Tech Nine had he was really into technician. Like, I think that's the thing. Yeah, yeah, and he was he was big into like um, who were the two clown dudes? Was it insane it? clown posse? Yeah, dude, I, see, I'm not, I don't like that type. I don't. Yeah, I yeah. Do, MGK opened up for Tech Nine, which was crazy, <laughs> and then MGK got like <sighs> fucked a blow up doll on stage. What? It was a wild night. What? <laughs> that was crazy. Man. I was like 13 years old. Like I saw titties. <laughs> I don't want the MGK. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. Dude, I've been going to show. Like that's the thing as a kid, like you've been going to shows. For, so I remember my first show was like one of my early shows, like a newfound glory concert. It was like a free concert. I skipped school at like 14. <laughs> <laughs> My buddy knew some girl that he met at like journeys and she was like, <laughs> she was like 16 and she picked us up and we just went to like, uh, we just went to a fucking newfound glory concert in Boston. <laughs> and I just remember like, just being so so high that I just stayed in the car <laughs> for the whole concert. Like everyone got out, and then like I was just in the car, and then like twenty minutes later, my boy came back and just smacked the window, and I just jumped, and I was like, "He's like, bro, get the fuck out of the car." <laughs> so you saw the concert, <laughs> bro? I saw the concert. I got stuck in the car. I got squeezed out of it. I lost my fucking. <laughs> I lost my van shoe. <laughs> ended up having to go dig my shoe out of the mud oh no yeah bro yeah i've been always going to shows every since I, I remember i went to the early like warp tour shows you know i went to you know that was a that was a wild experience like i think all those experiences like you know just shaped my shaped me as a kid like those are some of the best times like you know like just that that shit was crazy going to the warp tour but those are good times man man thank you for doing this Dude, I appreciate you coming out, man. Oh, man, like, that, no, I appreciate you. I appreciate this so much. I yeah. do need you to sign it before I go. Oh, definitely, bro. <laughs> definitely sign it for But you. no, I thank you because it's an honor to sit down. I'm happy we got to meet. And hopefully, you know, we see each other again in the future. Absolutely, man. I appreciate it. Thank man, you. Thank you. Where can people find your shit? Uh, just go to uh, at Mr. Ribbons um, on Instagram. It's, it's ribbons with a Y. And, uh, yeah, you can find my stuff there, you know, and, uh, yeah, check me out. Man, thank you so much. Appreciate you, man. Thank Peace you. Peace out, everyone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.